Welcome to another episode of The Jersey Boys. The boys are back. The boys are back in town. How you doing, bud? Doing all right. You? Doing all right. Yeah. If the Yankees win tonight, I'll be doing great. Okay? And then I'll be doing fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. Huh. Fantastic. <clears throat> right? To some degree, yeah. To, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Some so, things change, you know, when it comes to stuff like that. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Listen, I don't own the team or anything like that, so <laughs> really doesn't change my life if yeah, they win Yeah, with Steinbrenner, while he bought them back in, what, 74, was it? Or 73 for $10 million? It wasn't even his own money. Imagine that. He, what do you think yeah. they're worth today? What is that, billion? I mean, it's like gotta be. They're, they're a cash register, bro. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't, I don't know. Look it up. We could always look it up. Look it up, on it up. Google. I know they're it's worth a lot. A lot of money. Lot of money. Lot. Listen, they're getting ready to write a big check, too, if you're going to keep Aaron Judge. So. Yeah, well, he deserves it. He does. Wow. He does. Hey, guys, how y'all doing out there? How y'all doing? Whoa. How y'all <laughs> doing? I just told my kids none of that using that y'all stuff. Y'all. And y'all do it because hey, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like commonplace now, yeah. right? It's weird. Listen. The South is coming in. They are. Here. What is this? What you will not hear me say is orange. Yeah. Good. I can't. That bothers me more than anything else. Orange. Florida. Uh, I just, yeah, that's a whole nother Orange. Animal. Florida. That's it. There you go. Orange and Florida. 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 Coffee. Coffee. Coffee talk. Here we are. Coffee talk. Uh. Linda Richmond right here. Anyway. So, guys, thanks for tuning in, checking us out wherever you're checking us out. Yes. Uh, right? Podbean, Apple Podcast, thejerseyboys.com. And, of course, now YouTube. YouTube, working our channel. So if you're checking us out on YouTube, give it a like. More importantly, please hit the subscribe button. Help us get as many followers as possible so that we can do more for you and with you. That's right. Right? That's it's right. that simple. On the that's road simple. to getting to 1,000, right? That's the initial. Well, we yeah. just We, we got to get to 1,000. Let's. Let's put that down, right? Starting today, we got to get to a thousand. That's the first step. Get to a thousand. So we'll do. We'll do us. You. You do you. That's right. I need you to hit the subscribe button. I'm talking to you. All right. Very simple. So on the last episode, guys, you heard us talk uh, about you know a, a very important date on July nineteenth, twenty twenty one, where Marianne had suffered an aneurysm. And Joe, when we left off, it was her direct response yeah. where you told her to move her toes, yeah. and she did. Mm-hmm. So I'd like us to to pick back up right there. So um, that day she moved her toes, and uh, everybody was going crazy, right? Yeah, and yeah. It, was, it was wild. Yeah. It was I mean, wild. it was it was expected. I mean, we believed. So the expectation was like, you know, God is doing some amazing things right now. You know, the impact that this is having on people that are in the hospital, other families, you know, the nurses, doctors, just witnessing what's happening. This is a special time. God is moving in this hospital. And and because of this situation, people's lives are being changed for the better because of they're seeing God at work and, and God's people are showing up. So I, you know, I, I was very, very confident um, that that she was going to pull through this. So when I'm speaking with her and asking her, you know, move your toes, and she's doing it on command, I'm like, 
I don't care what the doctors say. And again, <laughs> in their defense, they're very guarded. They're trying to be careful as far as how they don't want to show too much emotion. Like, oh, this is great, fantastic. She's sure. healed. They got to be very careful. Um, so, but as 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 a believer, as a as a follower of Christ, I I'm like I know God still does miracles. I know God can still heal, and I believe He's going to heal her, and and He's going to do it in such a way that this story is going to be told for a long time to come, and it's going to change a lot of people's lives. So yeah, it, it was. You know, those those days of being there and just and just it, it was very draining. I mean, there were plenty of nights that I didn't sleep, and that's another fortunate thing. Even the first you know few days, because of the the COVID, um, what's the word? It it, it wasn't like this hiatus almost of COVID where they were allowing right. you to do pretty much what you did before pre-COVID. So I actually even slept over a few nights. Um, in the hospital, and just I was, I was. You stay, hey, you stayed over. They weren't you gonna. Really, let, yeah. you, you didn't really sleep. No, much yeah, either. no, no, no. I didn't sleep. I, I mean, know. because they were coming in on a regular basis to test different things, change her, 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 you know, her uh, gown. I was up. I mean, you can't sleep. I mean, no. maybe you close your eyes for 15, 20 minutes, and then you hear like a, a beep. Like on the machine, like what is that? What is that? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going out to the desk. You know, my, my wife, something's going on. Can you please check on her? Um, so it, it, yeah, I did, for those 19 days, I mean, honestly, how many hours did I sleep? Mm. Not many. No, not many. And no. and there was plenty of nights that I did come home, and we had you know people here at the house, as you know, and oh yeah. Um, it was uh, every night, Joe. Yeah, every night. It and was when, every night. We left the, the hospital. Yeah. We came here. Yeah, and then I would, I would just. There were nights I would just go out and just walk around the streets, just praying and, you know, just feeling again that God is going to do something here, and uh, and that's kind of you know where it was. So it, it, so she wiggles her toes. Yeah, she wiggles her, to- her toes. Yeah, and then there was a change after that, right? So, you know, believing, expecting, praying nonstop. Um, but then there was a change with uh, they did a trach. Yeah, right? I mean, why they, they do that? They because um, at at a certain point they, and I, I thought that was a, a positive thing too because as far as infection uh, with the tube down her throat, okay, uh, they rather feed you know through the tra- they do a trach tracheotomy okay. and you, um, what about feeding? Where how how. Does that go through the same tube? They they did a feeding. They did a um yeah. They did a tube in her stomach. You know, in her stomach for feeding purposes. Okay. So now instead okay. of everything going through this tube, right now they have the feeding. You know, going directly into her stomach, and then they have you know for the breathing through through her neck. Um, and they do that because they, to the more you have that tube down the throat, it, it increases the chances of of infection and things like that. And there's Got some it. other reasons why too that I don't remember. Got but it. the bottom line is that those things, in my eyes, and, and from what I recall being told, they were positive things. So now I'm thinking, okay, she's you know she's starting to move her toes. Um, you know, she no longer has the tube down her her throat. Things are starting to look better. You know, I'm just I'm just waiting for her to open her eyes. Right. I'm just waiting for her to open her eyes and you know saying, where am I now? Without that tube down her throat, she could actually maybe even say something. Mm-hmm. In those times that I was there, and the few times that I maybe dozed off, I was praying that I would be woken 
you know, with her voice saying, where am I? What's, <laughs> what's going yeah. on? And, and I, I, but to be honest with you, during the day, having that room without more than five or six people in it was, what are you talking about? It was constantly people in that room again, yeah. which is unheard of. But um, yeah, that's kind of what was going on at that time. Okay. All right. So we got a feeding tube. We got the trach. Yeah. We're still hoping and believing. Um, <clears throat> and it's, I want to say it's, and definitely correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say it was probably right around the day 14 or day 15 where, you know, they they started to say, hey, listen, we we don't, yeah. we don't think this is going in the right yeah. direction. Yeah. It, 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 um, it was actually the day after Joe Pellegrino was in, and and uh, he experienced her moving her toes on command, and it was on a Monday, and it was August sixth. I'm sorry, no, August second, August second. Okay. Um, that that Monday, Joe Pellegrino was there, and um, I was like, "This is great," you know, and, and you know, praise God, you know, she's she's really doing better. And we, you know, we told the doctors about it and they just kind of like, you know, like, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Almost like they were like, they poo poo it. Yeah. It, it just, if that makes you feel good, great. You know, right. they were not going to be like high fiving us, nothing like that at all. And then I remember the next day, Tuesday morning, I guess it was, yeah, August 3rd, Tuesday morning, because the 7th was, yeah. So it was Saturday. So it was August 3rd, that Tuesday morning. I remember. You know, studio, studio, yeah. Uh, noise. <laughs> uh, Finn was not in the hospital, although we should have brought him in. We actually, we could have said he was a service dog somehow and got him in there. I was just about to say. Yeah. So if anyone's watching or listening, then they're like, "Wait a minute, what? Yeah. What are they talking about? What just happened?" Right? We have our dog. Finn, Finn. Doodle is upstairs. Yeah. Just gave a little bark, little shout out. Yeah, a little shout okay? out. You know, what he wants with to be remembered. Studio. But that's You're okay. Welcome. That's okay. Okay. We're real. The Jersey okay. Boys are very real. Back on track. So, um. Anyway, so that Tuesday morning, I got there, and again, I was feeling pretty good. And I remember seeing, when I was in her room, I, I looked down the hallway, and I'd always see a group of doctors going from room to room, you know, <laughs> doing their rounds. Yeah. And I did not like when they came in. I just did it, because they had the students, the residents, and they were always, like, doing training, like, talking about, this is what's going on, this is what's going on, and they were talking all these medical terms, and... I just didn't feel comfortable because they just, they didn't have this, like, I don't want to say they were cold, but I just, they were very medical, you know, just, sure. just the way they and carried And medical kind of comes with a sense of that cold. Yeah, be, yeah right? they're not going to be like, hey, how you doing? How's she doing? And hugging you. They're not like, and they're like, they seem like they're like, they're looking for things to find wrong. Right. So, um, anyway, anyway. It's all right. So anyway, so. They um, they came in, and I remember them saying, it was like 8.30 in the morning, maybe, maybe 9, and I remember them saying that they were going to be doing a few tests that day. Now, looking back on it, if I would have known that one of the three tests that they were going to do was kind of the end-all, be-all, yeah. if this comes back and we find that there's no brain activity, that's it. You know, we're, we're done. I didn't know that. If I would have known that, I would have pushed back and say, do not do this test right now. Do not do this test. I want her to have more days. 
before you do any of these tests. But they came in and said, hey, we're going to do a couple of these tests. And, you know, I didn't know. They didn't really explain to me everything that they were going to be doing. Right. Two of the tests I knew because I watched them do it. You know, they pinch her upper body to see if she flinches. They pinch her lower body to see if her legs move. And that particular day, she wasn't that responsive. Right. The day before with Joe Pellegrino there, she was very responsive. And I'm like, all right, that doesn't seem good. And then they opened up her eyes and they put the, the flashlight, you know, the light in her eye to see if her, her pupils would react any to any any light. And that didn't go so well. So I'm like, oh, this is not great. Mm. And then they took her out of the room and she was gone for, you know, an hour or so. And then they brought her back in and didn't hear anything until about eight o'clock that night. The one doctor, you know, he said, you know, can I, you know, meet with you in the conference room and any family that you want to have come in. And when he said that, that was, again, concerning. And that's when he revealed, you know, hey, listen, we did these three tests today. And um, the last test that we did, I believe they put, like, some kind of, like, dye into her brain. Yep. And they did the, the scan to see if there was any brain activity. And he said that when we did this test, there was really no brain activity to speak of. So I said, well, what does that mean? And he goes, well, she's... She's brain dead, mm. you know, uh, yeah. clinically brain dead. And I said, um, well, what do you mean? I, 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 what, where do we go from here? And he goes, well, there's nothing more we can do. And, you know, and I was just so taken back by that because, again, if I would have known that they were doing like this test, that if it came back the way it did, then, hey, we're pulling the plug. That's it. We're done. Yeah. I would have fought for more time. And I even tried to after the fact. I was going to say, you did fight yeah, for more time. I did. You did a great job of that, hoping for that last-minute yeah. miracle if you can get it. Yeah. And it wasn't just with those guys, though, right? It was with the organ donors. Well, yeah. Once, right? once the doctors declare that, you know, first of all, in the state of New Jersey, then there's no nothing you can do. I mean, you, that's it. They've declared her brain dead. They're finished. That's, they're just going to give you a little bit of time you know, to say your goodbyes, and then they're going to take her off. But at that time, they also reach out to you know, the donors yep. uh, to see if we're willing to you know, um, donate any of her organs. And believe me, Marianne would have no problem doing that. I just really felt in my heart of hearts that if we were to do that, then we're basically saying that she's not going to be healed. Right. And, you know, you go ahead and take what you want. And yep. I, I, again, I, I don't believe she would have had a problem with that. And I, I, I struggle with that too, because, you know, a part of me, you, you see some of those commercials on TV and those shows on TV where you see like a family member, you know, lost a son or something like that in a car accident. And then one of their, like their heart is donated to some guy who had a, needed a heart transplant. And then that family comes together and they right. listen to the heartbeat, you know, things like that I thought about, but I'm like, you know what? I, I really believe that God is going to heal her this side of heaven. So no, I want to, I want to hold off on that. It, it um, also became a finite thing because the minute you said yes to them, you knew there was a definitive amount of time right? because they had to take her organs yeah. before it was too late. Right. And it was almost like, I mean, I remember, I mean, you talked about yeah. it the whole time. Like, that was you conceding to saying, okay, it's over. Right, and I didn't want that to be the case. No. So, um, you know. Hey, Joe, Joe, here I am smiling, right? Yeah. We're in a serious conversation. 
I remember, and you even said it too. You would see, you would see them coming, and you, and you would like dart oh, out. Oh yeah, like, I would. <laughs> I would try to go out the other way because I didn't want to have the conversation with them. Yeah, and I would just back, you know, go go down the hall to the other, you know, <laughs> other way to get out of the room. Joe's wearing the, like a long black coat. He's covering his yeah. head up. Don't put on like don't a, put me. on like uh, my scrubs. You know, <laughs> and, you know, put a mask on and pretend I'm going to so- surgery. Yeah, but yeah, man. I did not want to have a conversation with them. Like, hey, have you made a decision yet? I said, no, I'm running away. I said, no. And one of the things I, I, I used as a, a way to delay things was Marianne's parents, and I think two of her, her two sisters, Martha and, and uh, Melanie, had left, I think, on Sunday, on like August 1st, to go home to Virginia. Right. So I said, well, you know, when they made this decision, I said, um, well, her family's down in Virginia. I have to get them back up here. And I, I, I said that there's, you know, they got to get back up here. Her parents are elderly, yada, 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 all that stuff. So I was trying to buy time. I, I was know. trying to buy time, and I kept on praying, God, God, please, you know, we're running out of time. Please heal her. And, um, you know, I remember that Friday, the donors came in again. It was like 8 o'clock that night, and they're like, have you made a decision? I said, uh, I need a little bit more time, you know, and again, I was they're like, okay. Actually, it was Thursday night. They said, okay, you know, we could we could wait until tomorrow. So now Friday comes, and now, like, her family was back in town. So now it's like, all right, what do I do? And right. um, I remember that Friday night, you know, I, I knew that a decision had to be made the next day. They weren't going to give me any more time. You know, her family was in town. Um, you know, this she was basically, you know, declared brain dead on that Tuesday the third, so here we are, you know, it's approaching, you know, it's Friday, it's going to be Saturday, you know, tomorrow morning, and I remember being up all night, Friday night, walking uh, in my neighborhood, just praying the entire night, you know, God, this is, this is it, you know, a decision has to be made, they had said that, you know, 1.30 would be the time, Okay. so I, <clears throat> you know, we got to the hospital that morning, and um, <clears throat> as soon as I walked in to the waiting room uh, for the ICU unit. I remember seeing Shirley, the, the nurse, and I, I remember her telling me, Joe, you know, I know what's happening today. You need to go get away with God. Yeah. <clears throat> and I said, yeah, you're right. You're right. And she goes, you know, it's in God's hands and, you know, his will will be done. And I remember going in to see Marianne for a few minutes before everybody got there. And then I remember going down to the courtyard in, in the middle of the hospital, um, outside where the, ca- the, the little, you know, that little courtyard yes, area was, absolutely. Yep. where the uh, little store was, the, <laughs> the deli, cafe, cafe thing, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember, so this is in Patterson, so, you know, it's, 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 in the, it's in the summer, you know, you can hear horns beeping, you know, it's the city. And I remember sitting on this little bench, in this little garden area of of the of this courtyard, and I felt the sun on my face, and then all of a sudden it got quiet. It got quiet like like it is right now. Mm. So all those city noises just kind of went away, and I just remember feeling the sun on my face, and the first voice I heard was my dad's who had passed, you know, four years earlier. And 
my dad's life verses, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Jesus and me. Mm -hmm. And he will direct your steps. And I just remember that my dad just saying, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. You know, he's going to direct you. He's, he has this all worked out. And then <clears throat> very shortly after that, I heard Marianne's voice. And leading up to this whole thing, that whole year, and actually even a little before that, Marianne loved that song, The Blessing, um, by Kerry Job. Yep. The Blessing. And that was taken from number 6, 24 through 26. Yes. You know, Lord bless you, Lord keep you. And Marianne, even on the last letter that she sent me, had that verse. Yeah. Any anybody that she wrote to that last twelve months of her life, she put in at number six twenty four through twenty six. By the way, I have that written here. I'm yeah, like, that's that's yeah, a tattoo. One of my now. one of my tattoos, and I got Proverbs three five and six here. Number six twenty four through twenty six. I got Marianne and I's uh, anniversary, which is coming up. It'll be thirty years, and her last her last words to me, uh, tattooed on my arm, which were, um, love always, Marianne. Mm. Oh, in that letter. <clears throat> yep, in that letter. So I actually took that and had that. That this is her actual handwriting and everything, and, and tattooed onto my 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 arm. And um, but I remember sitting there and just hearing her voice quoting that verse, and um, God just had spoken to me, basically saying, you know, I'm in control. Whatever happens. Everything is going to be okay. Right. So I had this peace, you know, um, after having that, that time with God. And I remember going up into a room and spending some time with her. And then the kids showed up and, you know, a few other people that showed up that day and came in to visit. But I remember looking at the clock, knowing that at 1.30... A little bit after one, between one fifteen and one thirty, they were gonna <clears throat> be making that decision to pull the plug, and there was nothing I could do about it. So yeah. I remember spending a lot of time with her. Obviously, people coming in, the kids coming in, and then at about I don't know one ten, I told the kids, "All right, you know, it's it's time. You know, we have to have you step out." And, a lot of people had had mentioned to me that Joe, you may not want to be in the room when they do this. And I was Joe, like, I was one of them. Remember yeah, I that? know. Yeah, and, and I was worried for you. A few people did, and um, and again, people like yourself yeah. that you know I highly respect and and I love, and but I just felt like you know what, I, I I've been with her my for the last thirty plus years, um, through thick and thin. I'm I'm not gonna leave her by herself, mm. and. Um, I'm so glad you made that. Yeah, decision, no, bro. and it was it was something that you know again I I I, I had to be there. So uh, the only other person that was going to be in the room was my cousin Bill, who is a pastor and he's also a hospice pastor. So he's been experienced with this. And I remember you know when the kids left, and uh, it was just Bill and I. I had put on the blessing, the mm. song, the blessing, cranked it up on my little speaker. And uh, Bill prayed, and I remember the, the nurses coming in and starting to un unplug everything. And um, 
I remember just, you know, I, I cradled her. I, I put my arms underneath her as best I could in the hospital bed, and I was just talking to her the entire time and praying and kissing her. And I said, all right, Marion, now's your time. You're going you're gonna to wake up. You're going to wake up. <sighs> hmm. um, and I, I just remember, like, looking at the monitor and um, just, you know, it's... Uh, Surreal. The reality, yeah, just it's surreal. Just the reality of what's taken place to to know that you know, um, having she's basically dying in my arms. Yeah, and um, to your point, um, when it's time to go, you made sure you were there. Yeah, I mean, I, I so that's no exactly why I, I I wanted to be the last person with her. I wanted to be holding her um but again i thought she was gonna I, I was just waiting for her to open her eyes and 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 she held on i mean even my cousin said he goes you know a lot of times when they pull the plugs they go quick right um and she she lasted a while and um you know maybe a little less than two minutes but i just remember you just still right to the very last second that all right she's gonna pull through <laughs> yeah. this i really did and um you know, my worst day was her greatest day. Yeah. What do you and, mean by that? Well, we lost her on this earth. God, he did heal her, as he will all of us who are have accepted Christ. That no matter what happens, you know, God does heal. And he answered the prayer. She was healed, but she was healed in heaven. Right. Um, and... Her greatest day is, you know, those of us who have Christ in us, you know, you accept Jesus, right? We know John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. When we believe that and we accept that, that gift of God from Jesus, we will be in heaven. And when that moment happens, just like when Jesus was on the cross, he said to the one thief, today you will be with me in paradise. So when Marianne stopped breathing and her heart stopped beating, she was in paradise just like that. Right. So she was entering into a place of paradise. She was with Jesus. She was with all of her family and friends that have gone before her. That's the greatest moment. I mean, that's what we, we long for. But for us who are here, it's like we were... We're, like I can look back now and say, yeah, that's her greatest moment, her greatest time. But the sadness of losing her mm. um, and the shock of th this is real. This is real. She is, and then having her lay there in the bed and so many came in afterwards and, you know, we just praised God and we sang around her bed. and That was, that was incredible. Yeah. But, and that's another thing that could add to the video, you know, uh, the YouTube, just put a little bit of that in there that, you know, singing around her bed, and and I believe that she saw that. I think as she was leaving and entering into heaven, I think she saw her, her family and loved ones around around her, and um, and then she entered into heaven, and, and that's her greatest day. And, uh, you know, it was, it was shock, um, 
And, you know, we could even talk at some point, I don't know, even about Lori. You know, Lori was having a, a vision of what she witnessed about Marianne, you know, being with Jesus and Jesus showing her, I believe, what was to come. Yeah. Um, and, and sitting in front of that, that, that cabin, uh, which is a whole other story. Yeah, it know, is. Um, <laughs> yep. About, absolutely. you know, her, her following Jesus into heaven and Jesus, I believe, reassuring her of what was to come as yeah. a result of this. And her healing in heaven, how it was going to make a difference in the lives of so many people who were still here on earth. And I believe one day, you know, we will get to heaven. And we're, gonna, we're seeing the impact already. We're seeing the fruits of this for those 19 days and what happened to her. We're seeing it already. But I think we won't understand and know the full magnitude <clears throat> of it until we're in heaven. And I, I picture Marianne in heaven because she's such a a, a, per, a people person and she's so warm and, and and she wants to be around people i can picture her meeting and greeting people as they enter into heaven and then people saying to her right off the bat i'm here because my life was changed because of you right and her not taking it like wow thanks look what i did but more so like wow god gave me this opportunity and you know i was chosen to to be used by the lord mm -hmm. and you know there's a song by a guy named ray um bolts i think it is right alex ray bolts thank you and it's a great song we should we should add that in too you know in the in the link um and also we want to do about brain aneurysm the brain aneurysm foundation you know, talk about some of the statistics of brain aneurysms, which I didn't know anything about until this whole situation. But that song, Ray Bolts, Thank You, it talks about <clears throat> you don't know the lives that you've impacted sometimes until you get to heaven. Right. You know, and, and, and when my dad passed, you know, he was a school teacher, and uh, so many people came to his funeral and to the wake, and they were like, you know, your dad changed my life. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. That's you know? a legacy, right? Yeah, there. that's a legacy that he left, and there's people's lives that have been changed. And Marianne, the same way. I mean, she's impacting so many for Christ, and I believe that, you know, people have told me, hey, you know, I'm praying now with my wife. I'm spending more time reading the Bible with my family. Um, I'm praying with uh, my kids. Um, I've accepted the Lord. I've rededicated my life to the Lord. All these different things, and I think what will happen one day in heaven, we're going to meet those people. And I think that's one of the things that God will, will you know, when he says, uh, well done, good and faithful servant, right? Yeah. Uh, these are the, the fruits that he's going to show. These are the fruits. And then I think we're going to meet those people in heaven. Think about like Billy Graham, how many people, I mean, he's <laughs> nonstop. I mean, people will be constantly coming up to him, you know, hey, you know, you, I listened to you, you know, I went to your crusade or whatever it was. And um, yeah, I mean, these people are going to, let us know that their life was changed because of what they experienced and what they watched through us, through what we were dealing with. And Marianne, knowing Marianne, she's not going to say, well, give me all the glory. She's going to say, praise nah. God. And she's going <laughs> to point people to Christ and say, it's all because of, of Jesus. Yeah, she, she lived her entire life yeah. that way. Yeah, I mean, she very selfless. Yep. Um, very selfless. Uh, she loved being... Um, a wife. She loved being a mother. Uh, she loved being a friend to all people. I mean, yeah. she was always serving, always giving back. Um, 
never anything about herself. It was always, you know, what can I do to help other people? You know, never complaining, never. I don't think I ever no. heard her no. complain. Yeah. I ever. Mean, she, she wouldn't allow. Did she get frustrated sometimes, you know, with the things going on in this world? And um, was she sad sometimes? Absolutely. Did she get upset about certain things? Yeah. But she would not let anything affected to the point to where something was going to steal her joy. Right. I mean, right. happiness, sadness, those things can come and go. You know, happiness is just basically, I think it's, it's taken from happenings. And, you know, whatever's happening to you at that particular moment, you can be happy for a short time, or you can be sad for a short time. But when you have joy, no matter what you're going through, like when Paul was in prison, you know, right. he still had joy. Yeah. You, you look at some of our, um, through like legacy-minded men, and some of our, our, our brothers and sisters in Africa who are part of legacy, um, our legacy groups, they are joyful. They don't have a lot, and they have their happy days and their sad days, a lot of more sad days and happy days, but the joy, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So Marianne, no matter what we were going through, she never let Satan or, or what was going on steal her joy. I mean, when I lost my job of 24 years back in 2017, you wouldn't have known if you were around Marianne whether I just got promoted or if I just so lost true. my job. She just would not allow that. You know, and I even remember like, you know, hey, everybody's get your real estate license. You know, you and Ronnie, you know, he's great. You know, you would be great at it. And I remember get, trying to get my real estate license and studying for it. And I remember failing the test and, you know, been being in my office all discouraged and you know again Marianne was just encouraging uh, it did it that it, was her biggest gift yeah, her just greatest gift right encouraging and and hospitality oh, i mean yeah. just opening up her home as you know <laughs> she didn't have a I, choice joe would open up the door 16 I would, yeah. strangers would come I'd in i said yeah we got 16 people coming to the house and she <laughs> go oh 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 well i I didn't clean. I said, Marianne, who cares? I said, we don't have any food. I'll be right yeah, back. 16 yeah. people in the house. She's yeah. down the street getting food. Yeah, walking in with the groceries. And just that's how she was. I mean, so much I, fun. And, and, you know, like on that scale, we always joke about that scale of, uh, you know, spontaneous. Yeah, spontaneity. Spontaneity. Like yeah. I'm like off the scales, you know. Yeah, it's a scale of 1 to 10. You know, Joe's like a 48. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, it could be like right now, you know, like, hey, you want to go into the seat? Let's do it. All right, let's go. And and Marianne would never be like, wow, are you kidding me? I can't go. I have to go to work tomorrow. She would just say, well, okay, let's go. She just, she, she understood that she wanted to be there to support me, to love me, to support her kids, uh, and do whatever she had to do just to um, serve others and, and make others feel loved. And, you know, we, we called her the Disney princess because, again, you know, the birds flew all over her, you know, when she would go out. You know, squirrels come up to her. And, you know, she she just had that way about her. She was just this – she she was full of the Holy Spirit. I yeah. mean, it just came out of her. Jesus came out of her. And, um, you know, again, I would get mad at her sometimes. I'd say, Mary, I said, can't you just get mad? I said, look what happened. I said, I just lost my job. I said, I can't pass this real estate license test. You know, I, 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 can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. I was, ne I was getting negative. I was getting frustrated. And she would just say, Joe, you need to spend some time with God. She would, I, and she was constantly praying, you know, for the kids, for other people, you know, um, 
making food for other people. Uh, I remember, you know, uh, Lori and and uh, Marianne's friend Barbara, who had cancer. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Marianne, you know, would come home and she would make not only our meals, but she was making meals for Barbara as well. She had had special diet. And I remember, like two or three times a week, we'd run up to Barbara's house and bring her a box. This is during COVID. Bring her a box of food and, you know, and I think she passed. I think it was in March of 2021. And and who would have known that? You know, a few months later, Marianne would be joining her in heaven. So, so let me ask you a question in closing. Um, you know, I know we went over it today, uh, but it was certainly, <laughs> certainly a story worth going over on. Yeah. No, yeah. My question for you is, and I know there's a ton. If there was, if there was one thing that you can tell people that you pulled from this experience. What would be the biggest, whether it be lesson or anything that you pulled from this experience that you would want to share with our listeners? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I know. It, it, listen, life is short. Life is very short. I mean, even if you live to be 100 years old, life is still short even at 100. Uh, eternity is forever. And, you know, there's a reason when Jesus died on the cross and he gave us the opportunity to accept the free gift of salvation through his 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 death on the cross. There were two thieves, one on each side of him. Mm-hmm. One accepted the gift that he was offering of salvation and eternity. One accepted and one rejected. So there weren't like five or six thieves. God did this specifically for a reason to tell that story, that in life... You could have two people, and you share the gospel. One is going to accept, one is going to reject. Marianne accepted a long time ago when she was a young girl. And she would want more so than anything to let people know that she's in heaven. She is better than ever. She would love for all of us to be there. And those of us, I know the three of us right here for sure, are going to see her in heaven because we've accepted the gift of salvation. And the thing I've taken from this is that, you know, you don't know what is going to happen the next second. Um, if God is pulling on your heart um, and you got something from this today, like, wow, you know, I want to, I want to know more about who this Jesus is, mm. then, you know, reach out to us. Um, you know, you, you can message us and we'd be happy to speak to you. But the thing I pull from this is that life is very short. Eternity is forever. Where do you want to spend eternity? And it doesn't matter how good you are on this earth. Marianne was the best of the best. But if she didn't have Christ in her heart, she would not be in heaven. Mm -hmm. Because if she didn't accept Jesus Christ as her Lord and personal Savior, she doesn't get a free pass just because she was good. And again, there was nobody better than her. She was such a good, good person. But because she accepted Christ, that is the difference. And what I took from this is that there is purpose behind the pain. Mm -hmm. And all the pain that we've experienced and continue to experience, there's purpose. And the Lord has given me and my family, and I hope all of us, a platform now to share 
Marianne's legacy, but her legacy, and she'll be the first one to tell you, she doesn't want to be remembered as somebody who was all about being good and serving other people. That's all nice. That's all byproducts. What she wants to be known as is a child of the king, child of God, and that she wants to be known that she is the daughter of, of the king and that you too can be a child of God by accepting Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. And I can't wait to the day to be in heaven, to be reunited with her and my dad and so many family and friends that have gone before and to be in the presence of God and Jesus and to be there for all eternity. And I've learned that you might think this can't happen to you. Like, you can't have a brain aneurysm. I didn't know that much about brain aneurysms. But again, you know, Alex, we'll have that in the link. Go to the Brain Aneurysm Foundation and learn more about, you know, brain aneurysms. And they happen, like, in one in five people could be walking around with a, a, an aneurysm that could potentially, you know, the vessel could burst. You know, you could have an aneurysm. Um, but it could happen. It happened to Marianne. It could happen to any of us. We can go outside right now and, and get into a car accident. Uh, or, 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 or suffer some kind of, uh, you know, getting a diagnosis of cancer. The thing I take away is don't put off today. What is it saying? Don't put off tomorrow what can be done today. Don't put off tomorrow what yeah. can be done today, yeah. Um, except Jesus Christ is your Lord and personal Savior. That's my takeaway. And uh, well, better your life take will away. change forever. Well, and that doesn't mean it gets better all the time. Because believe me, my there's a lot of things I wish could be different in my life. Of course. But I have a purpose, and my purpose is to direct people to Christ through every platform, including the Jersey Boys. Um, it's fabulous. And 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 that's the legacy that I want to be known for as well. That I was, you know, uh, somebody who loved the Lord, loved people, and um, and I experienced God's people more so in those 19 days than I ever did in my entire life. And you guys, you know, Alex and Ronnie and, and so many of, of our family and friends, just it's something I, I can never thank you guys enough for all that you guys have done and continue to do, um, all the blessings um, and just the support and love. And I look forward to all of us being in heaven one day with Marianne and just sitting down and fellowshipping. So that's it. And we will. We will. And we will. We will. So, Joe. Yeah. This is why we were away. Yeah. Right? This is the story that we had to tell. This is why the Jersey Boys took a break, and I'm yes. sure now they understand. So, guys, again, we know it was a long one, but it was certainly well worth telling. Yep. So, Joe, this concludes part two of the Mary Ann story. So now when we come back on the next show... We're going to lift the spirits yeah. a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. We're going to yeah. lift the spirits. The Jersey Boys, the guys that you remember from previous episodes, yeah. previous seasons. Because we'll be Marianne, we want that. Marianne, yes. you know, she was part of the Jersey Boys. She loved the show. I mean, Amy and, and Lori, you know, those three ladies, our wives, biggest fans of the Jersey Boys, yep. loved it. And. They love hearing the stories and, and, and all the funny things that we did. So They will yeah. continue. And, and that's what she would want. They will continue. Yep. So this concludes part two of the Marianne story. And for that, I say, I'm Ronnie Egg. And I'm Joey DeRash. I'm out. Shout.